0: Hello and welcome again to the Headache Doctor Podcast. I'm Dr. Taves and it's my mission to empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. On this podcast today, we're going to talk about the reasons why people don't consider their neck to be the problem. These are reasons why people decide or prevent uh, themselves to come in for treatment for what I do. But if you are out there considering, is my neck the problem? I want to go through a list of things that might be going through your head as far as objections. I hear these all the time. I think they're very common. I would imagine if you have headaches or migraines and you've been maybe a little bit skeptical about my approach or what I'm talking about, maybe you've had a few of these questions. Maybe there are barriers we're going to go over that you haven't necessarily considered uh, that will be good insight and, uh, and then we're going to get into the sort of the why behind why these are not legitimate barriers. Why when you're thinking through, is this me? Should I pursue this as a neck problem? Why it's important to break down these barriers, because it really could be providing you with clarity on how you understand your symptoms and then leading you to a provider that can truly help you. So without further ado, let's jump into it. The first reason why someone would not consider it to be their neck is because their doctor has already done an x-ray or an MRI, and the x-ray or the MRI did not show anything in the neck. There were no problems in the neck. Maybe there was some minor arthritis or just variable changes, subtle changes that happen as we age, but there was nothing that said, this is where the headache or migraine is coming from. Now, the reason that the X-ray or the MRI would not show anything, and actually, this happens all the time. On most of my patients, the X-ray or the MRI kind of shows up with with nothing uh, or without anything that would lead us to believe it's a neck problem from that image. To simplify my explanation on why that would pop back with nothing, but it could still be a neck problem, is to say that X-rays and MRIs are looking at a still image. I've said this before in my podcast, but it's important to understand that uh, the x-ray or the MRI is the MRI is almost seen as like the gold standard to diagnose any sort of neck problem, but it doesn't show how we move. And this is truly a neck mobility problem. It's a movement problem. And that's why as a physical therapist, I'm able to address this in, in a more appropriate manner because that's what what my training is in, is how to restore movement problems. And so to think of this problem as as really loss of motion through some specific joints in the upper part of the neck, and then to rely on the x-ray or the MRI to help us diagnose that, the x-ray or the MRI can show some things, but it really is is not hitting what we need to hit on. It's not showing us those objective things that we want to see, namely rotation and nodding through the upper part of the neck because there's the head sitting on the first bone and then the first and second bone that are interacting and that mobility is what's lost and that mobility is what we need to evaluate and so getting an x-ray and MRI and seeing that it came back with negative results or nothing and then moving on from the neck is really that's jumping to a conclusion that we shouldn't jump to. And so just because your x-ray or your MRI did not come back with anything conclusive doesn't mean that it's not a neck problem, namely because it's not showing movement. And what we're dealing with here is a movement problem. All right, so from here, let's go into my neck doesn't hurt. So the second reason why you might not think it's a neck problem is because your neck doesn't hurt. Now, this is an interesting one. A lot of patients that I see will have neck pain associated with their headache or their migraine. It's actually a very common researched uh, side effect or symptom that accommodates headaches or migraines is neck pain. And so having neck pain is very common. If you fall into that category of having headaches or migraines and you don't have neck pain, this might be one of your questions where you're thinking, well, my neck feels okay. I don't really have pain in my neck. And what I would say to you is that the referral pattern from the upper part of the neck and when I say referral pattern I'm saying that the the source of pain is coming from your neck but it travels through the brain stem and then it's acknowledged by your brain and your brain is actually perceiving it as coming from somewhere else. Now if you don't have neck pain and you have headaches or migraines what likely has already happened is you've gone through all of these tests you've gone through the x-ray the MRI there's nothing wrong with your head there's nothing wrong with your sinuses Um, There's nothing wrong with your vision if you have pain behind your eyes and you've checked that. And so you're kind of left with, we don't know what is wrong with you. We don't don't have a problem to solve, so we're just trialing medication. But that referral pattern into the head or the face is likely coming from the neck. So any sort of head or facial pain, I almost assume it's a neck problem because it's so, so common for the upper part of the neck to just send pain to that area. And it doesn't have to be painful in that spot. Now, if you push on the upper part of your neck and that is sore, that's a good indicator that there's a problem. Uh, but sometimes I work with patients and it's not actually something that they realize is painful or sensitive. And so it, it it can be fairly resilient to daily activities. And that spot itself might not be angry, but it is the most likely source of pain when we're experiencing any head or facial pain. And so when I say any head or facial pain, that could be pain in in the frontal area, so like in the temples or the forehead. That could be one-sided presentation like a ram's horn that starts in the back of the head and wraps up and around. It could be pain behind the eye. It could even be jaw pain or like sinus-type pressure. Any of those symptoms can be sourced to the neck without the neck actually having to hurt. Number three, the third reason why you would not consider your neck when you should consider your neck, is that it's maybe related to hormones. Now, this is for my female listeners. If your migraines are connected to your hormones, maybe you've been diagnosed with hormonal migraines, this means that every month within a five-day window, so a couple days before, a couple days after your your period, you will experience a migraine. Now what's happening here and I've seen patients and I've successfully treated patients with hormonal migraines. I don't change anything hormonally in your body. And so what's what's happening is your hormones are basically dropping your body's threshold for tolerating pain and you're more likely to your brain is more likely to acknowledge the neck problem around that time of the month. So if, if there's a pain signal, like let's say that there's constantly a pain signal being sent from your neck and your body's able to sort of drown that out. You can push past it. Maybe you don't even realize it until your hormones fluctuate and then it sends you into this raging migraine or a debilitating headache. And so I don't treat hormones at all. And actually having some sort of homo- hormone therapy might be an option for you. But if we miss the actual source of pain, which is likely your neck, then we might be missing an actual solution to get you out of this and not have to rely on the hormone therapies. And so, if you have a very strong connection to hormones, I would still consider the neck as the most likely source of pain. And if we treat the neck, it, it sort of whether it gets rid of or at least eliminates or reduces the uh, amount of pain, the source of pain. That's running from your neck to your brain so that when you, when your hormones do fluctuate, you don't experience, maybe not as severe of a headache or maybe not a headache at all, which I've seen both scenarios because hormones as a trigger is one of the, the strongest triggers. It's, it does, it can drop your threshold quite a bit. And so those patients typically need to be really, really in my treatment process and their neck needs to be in really good shape for them to feel nothing but sometimes they go from a debilitating migraine to just sort of like a mild headache uh, around that time of the month. So there's hormones. So the the fourth reason that you might not be considering your neck as the problem is that it seems more pressure related. What I mean by pressure is when there's storms coming in, when there's a cold front, when, it, uh, when the clouds are forming and you know, oh my gosh, we're going to get some bad weather. Oftentimes this happens with knee replacements, knee arthritis, because the joint is inflamed and that pressure is built up in the joint already and then it's responding to the atmospheric pressure and then it's extra irritated. It feels extra stiff. Same is true for the neck. These joints are irritated. There's inflammation already in the joints and it's responding to the atmospheric pressure that's changing and it says, okay, now I'm gonna be even more stiff and more irritated and you're gonna be more sensitive to what's going on in your neck. And so those pressure changes are very commonly a trigger for people. So just because your headache or migraine is related to pressure changes does not mean that it's not a neck problem. It actually would be evidence towards it being a neck problem, even though you might not have considered that before. But I would say there's a really good sign that it can be traced back to your neck if your trigger is pressure changes, atmospheric pressure changes. Number five, the fifth reason why you not, might not be considering your neck is that nothing has helped so far. We've talked about this before and this has to do with the x-ray MRI reason, what's happening is they're evaluating and they're looking for the wrong thing. The provider you're seeing is trained in a very specific area. If it's in the MD world, if it's neurology, they're using pharmaceuticals to sort of break transmission of proteins or or stop the transmission of certain hormones. And they're changing your body's symptoms and how we respond to this pain signal. So that's one approach. Another approach is maybe chiropractic and you're looking at alignment and you're treating the neck and that can be helpful. But what I'm talking about and what this problem oftentimes comes back to is this movement issue. And physical therapists are best trained to restore movement problems, but most physical therapists aren't equipped or knowledgeable in this area and so it can be very challenging to find a solution so just because nothing's helped so far does not mean that it's not a neck problem just because the X or x-ray didn't find anything just because your chiropractor didn't help as much as you wanted them to doesn't mean that it's not a neck problem it could be that the right techniques were not applied that the right evaluation was not done and that there's still hope that it's a neck problem. And if the neck is restored, you can find your answer. You can find your relief you're looking for. All right, now we're on to one, two, three, four, five, six. We're on to number six. The sixth reason why you might not be considering your neck is that you haven't ever injured your neck. This happens all the time. Probably, I would say half of the patients I see don't actually recall a whiplash, head or neck trauma. They don't recall any injury to their neck. And they want to know why their neck is the problem. Why did their neck get this way if I wasn't in a car accident, if I didn't have a bad football injury, if I didn't fall off a horse? If one of those things didn't happen, that's okay because our neck is responding to pressures and stresses and different types of tension that we're placing on it throughout the day. And sometimes it's just too much for our neck. I think for a lot of patients, a lot of people, even without headaches and migraines, are putting stress through our bodies that eventually our body will respond to in a negative way. Our bodies are pretty resilient, though, so our neck can actually tolerate a forward head position, sitting for prolonged periods, in uh, different sort of, you know, sleeping on your on your neck funny, waking up with a kink in your neck. It can tolerate that stuff for a long, long time, But what can happen is it builds and it builds. And eventually that tension is sort of enough where our upper part of the neck isn't moving the way it should. And so these joints are restricted. Maybe we haven't exercised or specifically told these joints to move in so long that the ligaments that hold them together are just kind of stuck now. They've adaptively shortened to their new normal, which is basically not moving at all. So whether you have an injury or you don't, It doesn't really matter too much. The idea is that since you have head or facial pain, it's most likely a neck problem. We need to address the neck. So don't think that you have to have a prior injury just for this to make sense for you. All right, seven. And the last reason why you might not be considering your neck is that you have full motion. You have full movement. It doesn't really feel tight. This is probably 30 to 40% of the people I see. Where they come to see me, and they don't necessarily have a restriction they don't feel tight they can turn their head they they can look up and down it's not as intuitive for them to think of their neck as the problem because they've never seen a limitation in their mobility now that's okay too because really what what's happening is this is coming down to a specific two specific joints in the upper part of the neck and they are responsible for most of our mobility But when they are not doing their job, the middle, the lower portion of the neck is going to pick up the slack. And so most patients, most people in this scenario are still able to turn their head left and right, look up and down, side to side. There might be subtle restrictions. You might feel a little bit of tightness. Maybe not. Maybe you have so much mobility in the mid portion of the neck that you can turn all the way. You can look up and down and you really don't feel any restriction at all. Sometimes that means your neck was hypermobile in the first place, which might mean it's susceptible to this type of injury. So having hypermobility in the neck might actually be one of the reasons you're in this situation in the first place, because if the mid portion of your neck is hypermobile, the upper part of your neck was probably hypermobile. And then therefore, whether it was from an injury or just repetitive sort of posturing or stress placed through the body, those joints tightened up. They responded in a negative way to those stresses that were placed through them because we're all trying to hold up our 12-pound head. Just because you have full movement and haven't necessarily noticed tension through your neck does not mean that it's not a neck problem. And what likely is happening is the upper part of your neck is restricted. That is a sensitive area. That's where that pain signal is being sent from. And then all of that movement is just a compensation and the middle portion of your neck is picking up the slack. And so you don't necessarily notice any dramatic change in your mobility. All right, so there we go. Those are off the top of my head, seven of the most common reasons why you might not be considering your neck or why you might not be allowing yourself to find this sort of treatment. And so if any of these resonated with you, if you were listening to me talking you say, "Oh yeah, that's me. I I think that because my headaches or migraines are connected to my hormones or are more of a pressure change connection or if I don't have neck pain or if I if I can turn my head all the way, then this must not be me." I want you to reconsider and I want you to find a provider that can help you with this uh, or book a virtual visit with me and I'm happy to help you out. Again, it's my mission to empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. And I don't want these barriers to keep you from that. Thanks again for listening to the Headache Doctor podcast. I'll see you next week.